in book of Joshua in the Old Testament chapter 6 there is an event a remarkable event of the falling of the wall of Jericho the city of Jericho is a historical city even today you go to Israel you will see the archaeological remains of the walls of Jericho it is not a mythical city it is actual historical city built to defend against the enemy when Joshua was leading the people of Israel from the bondage of Egypt into the promised land this was the first encounter it was the first wall that stood against the people of God to enter into the promised land now promised land symbolizes the life in Christ and the bondage of Egypt symbolizes the life without Christ life of sin so God delivered them from the bondage now he wanted to give them a life that would be a wonderful abundant life but there came a wall and uh, just to give you the background let me read Joshua chapter 6 verse 1 to 5 now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites they knew Israelites are coming no one went out and no one came in then the Lord said to Joshua see I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its kings and its fighting men march around the city once with all the armed men do this for six days so every day go and march around the walls of Jericho outside the city verse 4 have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark carry the trumpet but don't blow on the seventh day march around the city seven times it, almost the whole day it must have taken to march with the priest blowing the trumpet on the seventh day they had to blow the trumpet as they march when you hear the when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpet at the last time have the whole army give a loud shout not only the trumpet sound now human sound had to come out then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up everyone straight in in verse 20 when the trumpet sounded the army shouted and at the sound of the trumpet when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. When we read uh, historical events like this, we can't believe this is really true because rational mind cannot comprehend spiritual realities. If God had said, put uh, the blastings or put bombs and destroy the wall and ram the wall we would understand God said circle the city march around the wall play the music and shout out loud and that's going to bring this wall down I don't want to take too long time uh, into describing the miraculous capture of Jericho but directly apply this to our own lives also that we have come to Christ from bondage of Egypt we have come out 
We have gone through even the wilderness. And now the promised land is waiting for us. Or the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. John 3.16 Anyone who believes will not perish but have everlasting life. We have everlasting life now in Christ. But then in John chapter 10, Jesus said he has not only come to give us an everlasting life, he has come to give us abundant life. A joyful life. Life that has meaning, purpose, joy, excitement, worth living. Life that is worth living. That kind of life sometimes is not possible for some Christians because they are standing outside the city wall. There are some invisible walls that are putting us out of the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. For the Israelite, it was a real actual wall, maybe 12 foot wide wall. You can build house on top of that wall. In the same way, for believers in Christ, they have become believers for maybe several years or decades, a lifetime of believers. But somehow there seems to be different types of walls that need to be pulled down. And these walls are erected in our hearts and in our minds. Because we are human beings made of body, soul and spirit. Spirit relating to God. We have eternal life. Body relates to the natural world. We feel cold and we feel hot and we feel hungry and thirsty. So our body connects to the natural world. Our spirit connects to the spiritual world of God. Our soul connects to ourself. That is where our mind, our will and our emotions reside. That is who we are. So this soul, if we are not very careful, can build walls between God and man or even between the world and ourself. Our body can go through terrible pain and sickness and suffering if there is some emotional wall. We call them psychosomatic sicknesses. Doctors may give medicine, it doesn't work. Somehow there is a wall between our soul and our body. And then we pray, we seek God, but we feel God is so far away. We don't know whether this God is real or not, because there is a wall between our soul and our spirit that disconnects us from the living, actual, active relationship with God. So my brief message to encourage you today is that let us see if there are any walls of Jericho between our relationship with God and between our relationship with the natural world. Because when our relationship with God is right, then our relationship with the natural world also have to be right. Our relationship with, with the spiritual world relates to eternal life and our relationship with the natural world relates to an abundant life. A life of blessing, life of joy, life of peace, life of good relationship, that has to do with our relationship with the natural world, with interpersonal human relationships. 
the walls are not physical or concrete or iron, but they are mental and emotional. Uh, to, to give a picture of that wall, let me read first, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. There Paul talks about some kind of walls that disconnect us sometimes from God, sometimes from the natural world. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6, he said, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, the word demolish the strongholds, this is talking about our mind. In our mind, there are certain thought patterns. This is not a, uh, a Jericho's wall. It is a wall built in our human mind and emotions. So Paul is talking about those spiritual, mental, emotional walls. He said, we have weapons of the Holy Spirit that can destroy these walls that are built in our mind. The stronghold is like a big fortress where the enemy hides. Verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. It is all about our mental perception, way of thinking, our inner reality. So why many Christians cannot enjoy life? They know there is a God. They know when they die, they'll go to heaven. They know when they make mistakes or sin or do something, they come to Christ, they repent and Christ forgives them. But yet, life seems to be going through uh, always ups and downs, ups and downs. Maybe there is a stronghold where the enemy has taken residence. And because of these strongholds or the walls, our relationship is suffering. That is why Jesus uh, and Paul says, our weapons are the weapons of the Holy Spirit that have the power to destroy those walls. Jericho's wall was so powerful, no enemy could ever penetrate with the natural forces. The remains are still so powerful, bigger than the China's Great Wall. But with the sound of a trumpet and a shout from the army brought it down. Because Joshua and the people of Israel were living in spiritual principles. They were applying spiritual weapons. Same way Paul is telling, we do have that kind of a weapon, that kind of weapon that can destroy the stronghold of Satan in our mind, in our hearts, in our emotions, so that we can have a right relationship with God and then we can have right relationship with fellow human beings or the natural world. How can we, uh, how shall we destroy this? Let us read what Jesus said in Mark chapter 11. Similarly, he's talking about destroying certain walls that put us in bondage. Jesus not only says wall, he says mountain. No? We face mountains of problems and difficulty. We may have walls of financial difficulty. We may have walls of sicknesses. 
We may have walls of enmity or opposition or criticism. We may have walls of all kind of confusion. Now Jesus not only takes a wall, he says a mountain. You may face mountain problems that are big as, as a mountain. How did he say here? Uh, Mark chapter 11 verse 22. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Read again. The walls, mountain, and how to bring them down. Let me read again. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, says to this mountain, speaks to this mountain, Joshua and the Israelite spoke to the walls of Jericho. And that is why whenever I want you to worship God, I say, open your mouth. Because in opening our mouth, we have a supernatural power of God's word come. And you see, in the Old Testament, there was one time a king was going for a battle. Powerful army was coming against Israel. And God said, don't go with weapons and army. Go with music and sounds of praise. And they went. The, the, the priests and the Levites began to play music and sounds and they began to sing songs and worship. As they moved towards, the army was defeated before even they could arrive to the battlefield. That is when, you see, even today, every country, the army has a band. Where do you think the army always, they have a band? The history goes there. There was a divine invocation in the name of God. When the people of Israel began to praise God, the army was defeated. And ever since then, the Israelite would always go with music before. Worshipping God, praising God. And the physical army was defeated. So much so, the spiritual armies will be defeated. Therefore, every Christian must be able to use his mouth or her mouth to destroy the weapons of the devil or the stronghold of the devil in the mind. So Jesus says, say to this mountain, if you say to this mountain, go through yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Okay, that far is no problem. But the problem comes in verse 25. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, that's the wall. That's the mountain. That is the stronghold of Satan. That is when our prayers become nullified and ineffective and useless. That is when our Christian life does not pass over into the promised land. That is when we have the eternal life, but we remain far from the abundant life. 
our life with the natural world is always suffering because there is something against someone. There is something against something. For example, if your family members died in an earthquake, you may hate earthquake. You know, you may never know, but there will be a hatredness towards earthquake. You cannot forgive that earth. Something against something. Or maybe someone. Someone has hurt you somewhere, somehow, but you cannot forgive that person. The, the English word is resentment. You resist something or you resist someone. This is where Jesus is telling, yes, you can say to this mountain, or the not literal mountain there, of course, it is a mountain of, uh, relating to prayer. Whatever the mountain you are facing, mountain of debt, you may be in debt, a mountain of joblessness, a mountain of sickness, a mountain of whatever it is. If you are praying for that to be removed, make sure you have nothing against your, anyone in your heart. Those are the walls. The emotional resistance towards any human being becomes a powerful wall that blocks us to enter into a blessedness. So when we have to forgive someone, it is not for them, we have to forgive for ourselves. Any resentment towards anyone blocks us, our entry into the blessedness, into the promised land. So therefore Jesus said, anyone, if you have in your heart any, any resentment towards anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven also will forgive. It is not that if we don't forgive, our sins are not forgiven. It has to do in relation to our receiving from God. When I'm praying for my healing, for example, I suffered nearly a month of sickness and, and there were times I said, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the creator of the universe. I know that everything is made by you and for your glory, but I don't want that kind of God. I need a God whose hand were pierced on the cross, whose blood was dripping from the cross, who was walking on the terrains of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, who spoke to dead man Lazarus to come out of the grave, who touched the lepers and they were cleansed. I need that God to come and touch me, to heal me. Lord, if there is any wall, if there is any resentment, I have to remember all people that if I may be angry for some reason or something like that. You know, there are so many people, my wife and I, we can give you so many number of people who have hurt us for no reason. I had to remember. And uh, my wife and I, we sat down. You know, we had to forgive each other also. You know, there are times we hurt each other without knowing. My wife will be saying something, something. I'll not be listening. I'll be in my phone or computer and she'll be upset with me. She may not know, but there is an upset feeling. So we had to, I say, we have to heal ourselves. After we prayed like that, my sickness is different now. I, I feel much better. Since that day, my life is better. I had to, in my mental, I did, while I was sleeping on the bed, 
exercise my mind. Lord, is there anyone that I have resentment towards? I'm sorry, I forgive that person. When we become honest to ourselves and honest to God and remove these walls of Jericho, so the mountains of difficulties, or mountains of bitterness, we begin to enjoy the blessedness Jesus came to give to us. Otherwise, you will not enjoy it. Any person, how badly that person may have hurt you. In fact, that person may have destroyed your future also. But if you want to come out of your life, if you want to excel in life, if you want to enjoy the blessedness, you have to forgive that person. Doesn't mean that that person doesn't need to be punished. Government will punish that person. But for you, if you want to enjoy life, you have to overcome that and say, Lord, I release that person. I no longer have resentment towards that person. I am free. I let go. I let go that person out of my heart. I let go that thing out of my life. I want to live in the promised land. I don't want to live in the bondage of Egypt. I don't want to live in wilderness either. Now, Israelites, they came from bondage. They were in the wilderness and the promised land was waiting. And the walls of Jericho were in front of them. They could remain in wilderness as they were, but they refused. They obeyed God. Joshua obeyed God. God said to Joshua, Joshua, let this book, the Bible, the law, remain in your mind, in your mouth, in your heart. Do not go left and right and listen to me and obey whatever I say and you will be successful. The word success twice used in the Bible only for Joshua. If you obey me, Joshua, if you take this book and keep it in front of your eyes, keep in your mouth, keep in your heart, and wherever you go, I will be with you. I will help you. Nobody will be able to stand against you. I'm with you. That was Joshua. And he believed God, and he began to shout at the wall like a madman, and the wall collapsed. In the same way, you have to become mad sometimes. You have to go crazy. People may think you are crazy. But you say, you, you speak to your sickness, you speak to your mountain, you speak to your problem, you speak to whatever is bothering you, and you say, get out of my life. Get out of my family. Get out of my business. Get out of my job. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my future. Get out of my education. Whatever it is bothering you, use your mouth. By faith in the heart, speak from your mouth and miracles will happen. But before then that, make sure you have no walls in your heart. You have no wall of bitterness. You have no wall of resentment. You have no wall of hate. You have no wall of ill will towards anyone. Never wish evil to anyone, even to the worst of your enemies. And if you can live like that, oh, your life will be beautiful. You will be amazed. One particular area we need to focus is the, the two mindset. One we call positive mindset, one we call the negative mindset. Negative mindset is the fountain of misery. And a positive mindset is the house of the Holy Spirit. It is a fountain of life. 
That's when the stronghold in the mind, what the word of God says, that we have the weapon to pull down the stronghold of Satan in our mind, is that if you cannot destroy the negative way of thinking, you are opening the door for the devil to come into your stronghold and live there forever. Any person you go and evaluate, if a person has a negative mindset, the life is always miserable. It's not a promised land. It is a wilderness. But a positive mindset who always looks towards the brighter side of life, who always sees the good in other people. A positive mindset is what, when, you, when someone enters the room, you always see the good side of that person. If a beggar comes into this room, if you're a positive-minded person, you will say, wow. Praise God, a beggar came to church. Maybe if he believes in God, his life will be different. But a negative mindset, why this beggar? He's going to bring all kind of dirt. Mental strongholds, too, very simple. Positive mindset. A person with a positive mind is open to the work of the Holy Spirit, open to the work of God, and always forgiving. Always loving, always kind. Yeah, people may take advantage sometimes. They may deceive. They may betray. It doesn't bother. Because the person who believes in the positive side of life knows there is a God who can compensate you more than what people have cheated you. I was just thinking about a believer in our church. I have said before also, I had received a gift for my son and my wife about one lakh rupees at that time. That's the first major blessing in my life. We could not send our son to school in time because we couldn't pay the school fee. So our son was at home. Six years old child, we couldn't send to school. At that time, uh, more than a lakh, one lakh ten thousand rupees gift was given to me. I was outside of Nepal. Someone came and gave it to my wife. Few months later, I came to my country, and then right at that time, one of the most important members of our church was building his house. He said, Pastor, I need about a lakh rupees. If you have, can you help me? My wife was not happy because this was a gift of God given to my son's education. He said he will give me in three months. And against my wife's will, I said, okay, I'll, I cannot say I don't have, since I have, so if you can give me in three months, after that we'll send our son to school, uh, you can use it, since you're building a house. It was in 1999, and that person has never showed up until today. But it doesn't bother us, because God has given us more than one lakh these days. God can supply us more than what the enemy has taken from us. A positive, it, it took for some time. I was hurt, my wife was hurt. Uh, we had no financial freedom those days. We used to work day and night. My wife used to carry our young baby and teach in different Bible colleges. Three, four places we used to, just to pay the rent for the church and for ourselves. Yet we were willing to help a believer who needed 
a positive minded person will not be afraid to help others and when someone cheats that person it doesn't matter let it be and god is able to supply more than we lose if you have a positive mind therefore i'm telling you today if your negative mind uh, is working that means you have a wall of jericho you are still in the wilderness you cannot pass through the wall of jericho into the promised land you will be always lacking always sad always lonely always misunderstanding always having problem with other people always people will come against you they will criticize you or you will be always in lack and need and sick and miserable because the negative mindset is the house of the devil that puts all kind of enemy into that stronghold to make your life in bondage so don't allow the negative mindset to become the wall of jericho in your life or the mountain that you cannot move how shall we do then look towards the positive side and believe god can supply whatever the enemy has taken from you even in the worst situation look towards the better side because life must go on and life must not simply go on life must go on in an abundant way jesus did not come to just simply give a barely living here he came to give us a life of joy life of peace life of victory but sometime it is here the problem is here so he said if you have anything against anyone forgive so that your father in heaven will also forgive you that means your father in heaven will not hold anything against you and all your prayers will be answered he will be able to supply your needs with that i will close our service today let us pray for a moment think about yourself is there a wall in your life are you in the wilderness or in the promised land yes you may have come out of the egyptian bondage your sinful life is released by christ are you still outside the promised land because you cannot go through the wall of jericho or are you in the promised land enjoying the blessings of god the promised land symbolizes a life of abundance life of peace life of joy life of victory life of love and compassion life of positivity success 